BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Motor Racing Network presents an MRN original podcast series. Have a look at Jeff Gordon. He's starting to close the gap. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. I don't look at him them as grown-ups when I'm out there. I just look at them as competitors. What a big day for young Jeff Gordon and the Bill Davis Racing Team. This is uh, the biggest dream come true for me ever. Jeff Gordon is leader. Earnhardt is second. Sorry, bud, but Jeff Gordon, he's just a better driver than you are. Jeff Gordon holds off a last lap charge by Jeff Burton and wins the Winston Million. He won those championships. He revolutionized the sport. They're side by side on corner number four. Gordon leans on Jimmy Johnson coming down to the line. People can see there definitely was a change in our relationship. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Brian Nelson. Welcome to Episode 7 of MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. I'm Brian Nelson. The 2014 NASCAR Cup Series season was one of the best for Gordon in nearly seven years. He made it to Victory Lane four times that year at Kansas, Indianapolis, Michigan, and Dover. Jeff Gordon once again king of the hill in Dover, Delaware. And he has tamed the monster here at Dover International Speedway. Jeff Gordon off turn four for the final time. He'll see the checkered flag and he has won the AAA 400. Well we won in Kansas earlier in the year and I love that track so this is a great way to, to keep the momentum going of this great year that we're having and take that uh, into Kansas. Um, you know, this team has not only performed, you know, to a, just a whole nother level this year, getting us to victory lane four times, but they're also really consistent. In the years leading up to the 2014 season, Jeff Gordon had spoken with team owner Rick Hendrick about retiring, but Hendrick persuaded him to stay longer. I talked him into another year. <laughs> I think I talked him into one or more years. When he came, he said, hey, I really think, I really think it's time. And I'd say, man, let's do it. one more year. And so the last year when he, he, he told me, he said, look, I'm now sure. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm really done. And I said, OK, I knew it was time. In the years leading up to Gordon's retirement, lingering back pain plagued the four-time champion. It was May of 2014 that he finally decided he'd had enough. Well, it was the first time I started thinking about retirement. Um, you know, I started... For years, I was I was trying to do exercises and stretches, and, and you go to a doctor to try to understand it, and getting different scans done, and looking at my my disc, and and just I, I just kept, continued to get this spasm in my lower left lumbar uh, in in the car, especially places like Martinsville where you're heavy braking. Um, and, and mainly the short tracks where you just didn't you didn't have a straightaway to relax, and it was causing me a lot of pain in the car and discomfort and and was affecting me outside the car, and so I, I addressed it for many years and then it f- finally got to a point I don't know if it maybe after a crash I mean I don't remember any specific crash that said you know that that um, 
impacted me in a way where I thought, ooh, you know, I've injured my back. But I just think all of the different impacts and things that I had uh, contributed to it. And, and it finally got to its head um, at Charlotte for the 600 weekend where I had a sharp pain during qualifying, showed up the next day, thought I, I, I went to the doctors that night, thought I had addressed it, came back um, Saturday morning for practice, and it wasn't any better, and I couldn't even push the clutch pedal in to, to get out of the garage, and and I had to go back to the doctor, and I ended up getting some shots. I I, I don't like needles at all, so that's gonna you know if I'm getting needles, I must be in a lot of pain, and and so I I I, I had um, you know it's like a nerve block that they that they did my lower back, got me through the 600. And I had to change my whole routine of the things that I was doing if I was going to continue to drive. But that was the first time where I said, you know, maybe I should stop. Jeff Gordon's stepfather, John Bickford, says Gordon's family played a major role in delaying his retirement. If you read back through articles or when you interview Jeff, Jeff's going to say, I wanted my kids to be in victory lane. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to bring a therapist. I'm going to do whatever it takes because I want to hold my kids in victory lane and I want them to experience the excitement, the screaming, the yelling, the hollering, all the stuff that goes on in victory lane. And it wasn't until after Leo had a few of those experiences. He got to see his dad out there, got to see him on TV, got to, and he was old enough to actually understand the excitement. And he's celebrating down here with the entire family, son Leo, daughter Ella. They were the first ones to congratulate him in victory lane. Of course, his wife Ingrid here. And Jeff said, okay, I got to think about getting out of here. You know, I got to find, I got to, I, I just can't do this. But I, I don't think Jeff would tell you he stopped stock car racing because of his back. He, he it just wasn't as much fun anymore. You know, and he always said, when it's not fun, when it's work, you know, I'm not going to do that. But that early time, he said he was going at 40, and he didn't go at 40. He, I think he would tell you uh, that he wanted his kids to experience victory lane. And that was hard. It's hard to do. In January of 2015, Jeff Gordon and Rick Hendrick held a press conference to announce that his upcoming season would be the final of Gordon's racing career. It was a decision that had to be carefully thought out. There's so many factors that, that, that play a role in the timing of it. Um, and you got to weigh all those options. I'm a, I'm a team guy. I'm a partner at Hendrick Motorsports. That's not a decision you, you take lightly, you know, and not to mention I wanted to make sure that what I do next is also in place. And those things just weren't lined up at that time. I feel like I accomplished everything I ever set out to do and more. Um, yeah, would I like to win another Daytona 500 where I like to win another uh, uh, you know championship of course but I don't have to um, to be able to walk away and still be completely content so it was really about getting everything lined up in and in, in place uh, and chase was a factor in, in that of who the driver would be uh, you know I'd, I would never leave Rick hanging like that with sponsors with with drivers um, you know or whatever my role may be at Hendrick With the big announcement out of the way, it was time to go to work for one more season. And it started with winning the pole for the great American race, the Daytona 500. Here he comes out of turn number four. Red and black flags are waving. 
Truex's lap is complete. Bernhardt Jr.'s lap is complete. Then a big draft coming across the line, and the numbers are Jeff Gordon at 201.293 miles an hour, winning the pole in his final Daytona 500. Can you put in perspective, you have all week now to be the guy we'll be talking about, and this is your final one. Can you just put into perspective how big a shot in the arm this is for this race team and for yourself personally? Yeah, I mean, we, we've carried a lot of momentum over the offseason from last year. That was just such an amazing year for this team and for myself personally, um, you know, no, especially knowing this decision was coming. And I, I don't know, I, I mean, I was already getting sick of hearing about myself and seeing it. Uh, so I, I'm definitely going to be tired of it by by. Wednesday or Thursday or maybe by tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know, but it, you know what? This is uh, this this whole my, my whole life's been a dream come true, being a race car driver at this level, and then to be up to, to you know go into my final season, final Daytona 500, and you know be starting from the pole. That's uh, that's amazing. In his final Daytona 500, Gordon led a race high 87 laps, but a last lap crash regulated him to a 33rd place finish. The 2015 season was one of highs and lows, mainly during the regular season. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the first 26 races, uh, there, there were moments where, where we were competitive. You know, we had some poles uh, along the way, um, but we just couldn't seem to quite put, put the pieces together to have the success that we were hoping for. Um, but we fought through it, you know, and, and so... You know, I, I think Pocono was probably a, 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 a low point where we uh, we were struggling on all kinds of fronts with with the speed of the car, track position, pit strategy, uh, restarts, all, all these things were just you know falling apart. But yet that race I think is so significant to our success this year because um, of of how we handled that that situation even though it was a heated moment uh for me and the team and alan um how we grew from that and how we became stronger because of it and how we we dedicated ourselves to not be that bad and and that we know we had the ingredients to rise up and and be better and that's what we did from that point on in spite of an inconsistent regular season Jeff Gordon and his number 24 Hendrick Motorsports team turned in a solid playoff performance, finishing in the top 10 eight of the final 10 races, including this win at Martinsville. Jamie not making it easy at all, but Jeff Gordon prevails. He pulls out in front with one lap to go. Jeff Gordon leads back to two. Final time down the back straightaway. Gordon beginning to pull away. The drive for five is still alive. Jeff Gordon headed for checkered flag out of turn four. Would he win again? The answer is yes. He'll win at Martinsville. Jeff Gordon across the line for the 93rd time in his career. Jeff Gordon is going to victory lane. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, baby. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That was huge. That was huge. God, I love you guys. Great job. Way to hang in there. That's what fight and dig it, boys. That's what we do. The victory was a popular one as fans stayed to help Gordon celebrate on the finish line. Jeff Gordon getting a hug and a kiss from his wife, Ingrid. He's given high fives to the crew. His kids, Ella and Leo, were here. He's giving them a hug. He's been here 92 times before. He's getting some instructions from his daughter. Jeff, I remember your first victory. You said this was the greatest moment of your life. 
the 93rd time that you're here, the emotions, the feelings on this one. Oh my gosh, I didn't think they could get any better, but uh, to win here at Martinsville in front of this crowd that stuck around. <laughs> I think you got a few fans, nobody has left. I, I, I tell you, there's, there's no greater feeling for a race car driver than to pull up to victory lane or this checkered flag or, or, or finish line and have that kind of, uh, of, of reaction from the crowd, that reaction from my team, and to have my family come up. This is unbelievable. This is, I, I really, I feel like I'm dreaming right now. I'm afraid I'm gonna wake up and this is not gonna be true. But we knew this was our opportunity. And you know, we were just kind of trying to do our best throughout the whole day, you know, trying not to burn the rear tires off of it, needing some long runs. And, you know, of course, a lot of things unfolded that, that were unfortunate, but uh, sometimes, you know, you got you to gotta be there uh, and, and take advantage of those opportunities, and this team did that today. I'm so proud of them, so proud of Allen, this whole team. They've been working so hard, and we wanted this moment so bad, and, uh, and here it is. It happened. The win would prove to be Gordon's final and one of his most treasured. I, I, don't, I don't even know if the Brickyard 494 tops that one just because of the significance of it, the timing of it, the energy of the crowd, how close you are to, the, to those fans, Ingrid and the kids being there, uh, how hard this team has worked. Yeah, just it's probably the most significant and, 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 and biggest win of my career. Winning at Martinsville also propelled Jeff Gordon to the final round of the playoffs at Homestead Miami Speedway. A fifth championship was well in sight for his final season. Very few athletes in any form, very few superstars have the opportunity to walk off as champions. A couple that come to mind, Joe DiMaggio and John Elway. You have a chance to do that. So what are your thoughts going into this final race and the fact it's not just any race. No, it's not. And I knew even if we weren't going for the championship, it wouldn't just be any race. And we've been preparing for that. Uh, you know, it, it makes unique, a unique set of circumstances when you announce it before the season starts. And you know that this day is coming. And you hope that you're battling for a championship when you get to Homestead. But for it to actually be coming true um, is something that's very hard to describe and put into words. But, you know, I about interacting with the fans and reminiscing uh, about the beginning all the way to today and, and how incredible of a ride it's been, how many people have contributed to it, how proud I am of all that I've done on and off the track and the people that have contributed to making that happen, how proud I am of them. And I could be more proud of the team we have right here today to go win this championship here in Homestead. At the end of the day, the championship belonged to Kyle Busch. Jeff Gordon finished sixth in the race and third in the final standings. Jeff Gordon getting congratulations for Martin Truex Jr. Also, Brian France, chairman of NASCAR, came over here. Jeff, I know it's very early after your final race, but your thoughts, your emotions at this particular time. Well, unfortunately, I'm a little disappointed that we weren't more of a threat for the championship, but uh, beyond that, it's absolutely been a dream come true to get a, the opportunity to race at this level, to have the success that I've had. Um, to have you know the sponsors that we've had, to have the fans that we have, um, you know, the first one in the car was the team and Rick Kendrick, and then my family, and that's all that really matters to me. Those people are so important to me, and and make this all worthwhile. And I tell I told everybody before the race, that no matter what, we're going to be uh, happy and, and celebrate. 
That's exactly what we're going to go do. What was the conversation between you and Mr. H and you and Ingrid? Well, with me and Mr. Hendrick, you know, we've been together so long. He, he gave me the most amazing opportunity to drive for one of the best car owners, if not the best, and drive the best race cars and work with the best people. And, and you know, that's why I have the wins that I have in the championships and why we did what we did here today to be here in our final race, battling for a championship. So I'm just so proud of that. And then, of course, uh, you know, Ingrid, she goes through so much, all the ups and the downs, uh, you know, of what, what goes along with this sport. And uh, we both, you know, said going into this race, what an amazing experience this has been this year, uh, the last nine years of our lives together. And, and this day, surrounded by friends and family uh, and the people that matter most that work hard on this race team and all the love that I've gotten from the fans and everybody in the sport. That, and there's nothing better than that. Team owner Rick Hendrick. Seeing him retire that last race, when he got before he got in the car when he got out of the car and we were able to uh you know hug each other and talk about it i mean i've gone through two or three of these now i've got junior uh in his last race jeff and terry and uh, schrader i mean it's been uh i guess i'm the one that ought to be retiring but uh, but uh no he uh but the cool thing about both jeff and dale we still have a very close relationship, and we talk and we do things together, so it's just a different chapter in their life. Fellow NASCAR Hall of Fame driver, Daryl Waltrip. The end of my career didn't end, my career didn't end the way I wanted it to. Uh, I was not fortunate like Jeff Gordon. I wasn't as, Jeff Gordon's a smart guy. I don't know how smart he is, but I know John Bickford, Rick Hendrick, and people that Jeff has in his life have managed his career very well. The year that Jeff just had, that's the way you want to be remembered. Winning races, going out and basically on top. I didn't have that luxury. I basically kind of crawled out. And, and so I can't give Jeff Gordon any advice other than he, everything he's done, he's done first class. Every, everything that he has been involved in has been at the top of the sport. Where does he go from here? Does he take a TV job? That's what people, oh, yeah, well, he'll be great on TV. We don't know if he will be or not. He's never done TV. Have you ever seen him on TV? I haven't either. So we don't know if he will be or not. But I'm sure there are things, whatever he does, he will do with great leadership behind him, with, with John Bickford or Rick or whomever it is. Jeff is a team player. He loves Rick Hendrick. I think he and Rick will do some things after he retires together with Hendrick Motorsports. Jeff loves his foundation. He loves his family. I think he has to really sit down and decide what I want to focus on. With Chase Elliott in line to take the wheel of the iconic number 24 Chevrolet in 2016, there was talk of retiring the car number. But Jeff Gordon opposed that idea. They say that until they see how well Chase Elliott does in that car, and then they're going to be like, yeah, we knew it. You know, um, I think that... Um, it was definitely talked about. Of course it was talked about. Um, and Rick Hendrick throughout, you know, he wanted to retire it, you know, that, that number for maybe one year or a certain period of time or I don't, you know, you never know what NASCAR allows on all those things. But he definitely threw that idea out to me and I said no. I, I said, you know what, I love the number 24. I want to see the 24 go on to, to, to do great things. Um, and And... I did say, now, if Chase was really adamant, or Bill and Chase, you know, and Cindy all, all felt like that another number was more suited, then, then I was open to it. But um, 
I think that our fans want to see the 24 car continue on with the right person and, 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 and be successful with the right guy, and he's the right guy. So I think it makes sense to keep it, keep it going. On the next episode of MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior. We'll cover life after retirement and a brief return to driving. He, Rick said to me, he said, are you coming to Indianapolis? And I said, yeah, I am. I'm coming on Saturday. He goes, well, you better bring your uniform. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, and he started telling me, you know, about what was going on. I was like, you're messing with me. I know you're messing with me. You're not telling, you know, and, and, you know, I knew right away the seriousness after that, that he wasn't joking that it was serious until then i'm brian nelson have a great week this program was a presentation of the motor racing network with studios in concord north carolina and daytona beach florida jeff gordon the colorful career of the rainbow warrior was written and produced by rich culbreth any use of the accounts or descriptions contained within this broadcast must be with the express written permission of nascar and the motor racing network Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.